Good afternoon. Welcome to Setting the Record Straight uh, with Brenda K. Sanders. This is me. I'm here uh, today. Uh, thank you for joining me this Monday uh, afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, I, I have uh, so much on my mind today that I want to say that we are being educated in our, our country. I'm certainly being educated. I, I would not have ever imagined that some of the things that I've uncovered in my gang stalking experience would be the case. After all, we taught, we taught that we are the greatest nation on the planet. And it's hard to believe it's hard to believe that we find, that I find myself, and in fact, all of us find ourselves in these very unfortunate circumstances. Uh, a circumstance where we uh, are not uh, alone <laughs> uh, as we thought. We are not alone in our homes. We're not alone on our jobs. We're not alone in our cars. And I think that the we have to in this time where the government our government has made the decision to take these liberties with its own citizens uh with the excessive stalking and spying and controlling you know that's what stalkers do stalkers stalk i mean they never stop they're on every corner they're on, I, I once had a stalker that uh, when I came home, they were sitting on my, my doorstep. I mean, what can you do? And I learned not to be confrontational at times with these stalkers because it's just going to escalate and explode and become a dangerous situation. But 
what do stalkers do? Why do I say, by the way, government gang stalking? Well, first of all, it's these actors, governmental actors, and I learned that from filing uh, lawsuits, 1983, uh, we call them Section 1983 lawsuits against government actors. Uh, these are people who are acting in, a, in their individual capacity, but with governmental authority. And that's what we have here with government gang stalkers. Uh, those are federal court actions uh, that I filed lawsuits that I filed. In fact, I, I have one pending right now that I'm helping out on in Charleston. But the thing is, we have people that are doing things with their own individual uh, decision-making, but they have on government clothes. They have government uniforms on. They have a government badge on. And so that's what we have with government gang stalking. And what is stalking? I think everybody knows what stalking is. Stalking is just refusing to, I mean, a steady course of conduct where a person is uh, spying on or following a person, uh, intruding into their every uh, facet of their life and disrupting and interrupting every facet of their life. And then, and then con- co- uh, combine that with sexual harassment. And you just have a big mess. And, and that is what's been going on in our country for a very, very long time. I was just looking, uh, by, by the way, at uh, the funeral of Congressman John Conyers. And I I was amazed to find out that his son is going to school in Houston. I I was amazed. Why Houston, of all the places? Uh, And uh, going to school in Houston. And that is one of the places where that's the seat of all this uh, uh, stalking and, and control Uh, is Houston. And I find out that a congressman, that that's where their son has chosen to go to school. I just found that very interesting that that is his city of choice and the place where he wants to go to school. You know, I went to John Conyers, uh, Congressman Conyers, uh, when I was in Detroit early on in 2014, and, uh, you know, dealt with him and talked to him or tried to at least discuss my situation with him to no avail. And now, you know, we see these connections out in the open. Uh, why not? Why weren't there any returned calls or returned email messages from the congressman? And uh, not to disparage his name in any way. Maybe he was under threat himself. But who's controlling who? In this country and why are lies being told about it uh you know in in russia you know they don't lie about it they're out and open about what's what now what's going on in this country and who's controlling whom why is uh why would a a a congressman such as himself have a, a son in school in houston where all this trouble is evolving and originating and dallas uh, and so uh, I found that interesting. So maybe, and Congressman Sheila Lee as well. I contacted her as well. I don't know why I contacted her. I did not even think or know of her uh, association with Houston. And I heard her speak at the, uh, at the Congre- Congressman's funeral as well today. 
And these are people that I contacted about my ordeal and received. Oh, I know what it was. She was on the House Judiciary Committee. And uh, at the time, I was facing uh, these very dire uh, uh, legal proceedings with this removal. And, you know, after I had reported these judges deceased, I was trying to advise them of my situation and hopefully get some kind of intervention. Well, that, that's these are the people that I contacted, and I see this funeral today, and it's like all the red flags uh, go up immediately about who's who. Uh, and I just think that it's time for a change in our country. Maybe it has not been that way in 50 years. Maybe it never was changed since the days of Martin Luther King and John Kennedy. What did they know, and what was covered up and why is it taken my experience to uncover some of these uh, uh, very evil uh, government issues in my particular circumstance no one has uh, I, I, I have seen has come forward publicly at least on social media uh, all of the pieces of the puzzle do add up when you start looking around and know what to look for and know what you're looking at. I see Houston. I see this woman from Houston that's been around for a very long time on the House Judiciary Commission uh, Committee. I see Congressman Conyers. His son is going to school in Houston. What's in Houston? And so these things are not... Uh, by themselves, do they raise any, you know, problems? But when you put the pieces together, certainly it raised my eyebrows. And it takes a while to educate the community about these things so that they too will have a raised eyebrow. I think now uh, my experience has been a bit beneficial because. Now, when you see a mass shooting, somebody's want to want to know why uh, did this take place? Why was it important to do this at this time and place? And so, mass shootings—I don't think anyone would have uh, guessed that they were sponsored by the government and uh, weapons uh, to control people. How about people that are dating? How about people that are just looking at social media? How about people that are just saying, I like you, a like on a comment on uh, Facebook? Who would imagine such force to just, uh, you know, discourage that? That's a little bit overboard. And like I said before here on Setting the Record Straight, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that I believe exposure of these problems because it, it certainly if these were legal activities if you had this government authority it would be out and open these are covert activities these are activities that certainly our government would frown upon and and look to and know that the, they are improper and hopefully move to do something about it. I mean, every situation that you hear about in sexual harassment, there's mass and immediate action. Look at the CEO of McDonald's today, immediately. He had a relationship with an employee. 
well, okay, the man lost his job. This was the CEO of a worldwide company. And so here we go again. Swift and sudden movement uh, penalizing this man for having a relationship with his employee. Apparently it was consensual. I don't know how long it's been going on, but all of a sudden he's punished for it. Well, what's going on with this my personal gang stalking situation? Why hasn't there been swift and sudden movement? And I, I believe that there was no reporting on the CEO of McDonald's. There was no ongoing investigation to see if this man was, at least publicly, to see if this man was, you know, responsible for these acts he's charged with. But then who's choosing what what gets exposed and what doesn't get exposed and to whom to whose benefit we're dealing with an extreme situation at least in my case and even the other women that I've discussed uh, my case with who have been victimized I, I have directed your attention to Connie Marshall who's a former mayoral candidate for the city of Louisville Kentucky she has experienced so many things. I just, when I read her account of what she had experienced as a gang stalking, I didn't know what gang stalking was. I, it, it was just a foreign word to me when I first heard it. When I read her initial accounts of, of gang stalking, I'm like, how horrific. Only to have those same things identify with, with what I've gone through. And uh, just to whole, whole, wholeheartedly identify with uh, what she reported. And the normal civilian, the normal citizen here in the U.S. would probably look at it and with scorn and, and frown upon it. And that's what I did initially, even though I began to see the uh, similarities with her case and with my case. Who would think? that someone would come home and find the fur on her dog burned off. Well, I can see it. Even just today, my dog came. I was playing on my harp or at least tuning it. And he came up and he, I turned my phone on. See, that's the source of some of this. These phones shoot out rays that harm me several times in the chest over this weekend. And they're disabling strikes, if you want to call them against the human flesh uh and it takes a a while to recover from them just today my little dog comes to me and lifts up his paw when i turn on my cell phone and he's trying to tell me uh look uh, those rays uh beams or whatever coming from that phone have you know have stricken my paw and i knew immediately when he lifted his paw what was going on He's been attacked before several times. What kind of military does that? Are these cowards, are these massive, I mean, just giant cowards in the land? How much, who's in charge of our military? Who's in charge of these kind of uh, barbaric acts? And I'm going to say that the only thing that, I mean, because you you hear it in the news all the time, anybody who abuses an animal is instantly punished. You know, it's a criminal offense. Uh, Many people are turned off, horrified by that. 
And so that's what I aim to do with this program is to uh, gain attention to my situation and so that these um, egregious acts, these very barbaric egregious acts uh, and acts of terror will stop because exposure will stop them. These are people that are walking our streets as normal people with suits and jackets and ties on uh, speaking normally and um, you're not aware one is not aware of, of their covert uh, under underneath uh, activities underneath and that's the part of government gang stalking gang stalking is a hidden uh, practice until it's you know until one educates the public about what actually is happening and then they can put the pieces together for themselves it is not an easy task i'll say that because uh once people start looking at you in unbelief and oh you don't know what you're talking about it's it discourages sometimes but when you have been harmed enough you continue and i just give that credit to god himself because you know why uh, when it looked like I was going to have no credibility as a gang stalking victim, he put some pieces together before the eyes of men and allowed me to look credible and to appear credible and to be given weight when I say things. And that is what I'm thankful for. I believe that's what he even used a prophetic gift for, to bring credibility to my situation and to... Uh, cause others to hear and listen to what I've been saying. I mean, think of the Bible. Think of Noah in the Bible. Somebody raised him uh, up recently. Noah. I mean, here's a person. If, if you read the bi- biblical account that, uh, you know, he said it's going to be a flood. Everybody's going to be destroyed. Get on my ark. And no one listened. They laughed him, laughed at him and he said, okay. And in the end, only he and his family were spared. Who would, who would have thought that that would be true? Who would have thought that, that that would be a true account? It didn't look like it was raining. It didn't look like it was flooding. And so I know that was a very difficult task. But at the same time, I know that he had to hear the voice of God because he built this big ark and survived the flood. That's a very difficult thing to be frowned upon and told you're a liar and get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about over and over again. We see now that he had credibility. And so that's the kind of situation I've been dealing with in terms of credibility. Those that are very close to me, uh, I believe when they hear my story, they know who I am and who I've always been. And so it brings credibility instantly because they know who I am and they know I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do that. They've learned me and they learned my personality and they know uh, pretty much what I would do and not do. And then they know my work habits. They know my track, my track record. And even a lot of my clients, and I've represented thousands and thousands over the years, they know me. Even as a judge, people know me. And so... Uh, counting on that, I, I have maybe gained uh, some traction as well with my uh, telling my story, telling my ordeal. I tell it both for my purposes, uh, because a lot of times when my, the practices that I have 
the illegal practices that I have endured, uh, no one wants to uh, be shamed or, or be looked upon negatively. And so a lot of, of the practices have stopped, but not always. Sometimes they start back up. When I first started reporting the planes in the air, I was embarrassed. I don't know why I was embarrassed. I, I hadn't done anything wrong, but it was just embarrassing until I became accustomed to reporting uh, what was taking place. And then I, I became like a reporter, my own reporter. And that's why I'm here on Setting the Record Straight, this podcast, because I become my own reporter. Somebody might say, well, don't talk about your situation all the time. I have no choice. Uh, I'm, I'm not even backed up against the wall. I'm glued to the wall. <laughs> and so uh, my discussions here are to bring awareness to bring, um, to shine the light on what's going on here in this country. And I I can already say that I've seen some response to my complaints and to my uh, observations. I've seen some response. I've seen uh, some things happen where these people are no longer given instant credibility. And I believe on some, uh, in some measure, rejected and told to leave. And they have left. But you have to know who they are because they look instantaneously like people of authority that have power and they should be listened to. But that's not the case. This, this is a, our illegal acts. I mean, I don't know. I, would, I, I always say I would like to know what is being said to cause them, these people, to do these illegal things. What is being said and done? Uh, I went to get my prescription medications uh, over the weekend, I know that. And uh, the the young woman came back to the window, I was at CVS, and told me, look, your doctors have been suspended. You can't get a refill on your prescriptions. I was like, what? What does that have to do with me? They weren't suspended at the time they wrote the prescriptions. And, And no, they're suspended. And so you can't have your medicines. And Who would think that such an outrageous, atrocious act would happen? But these things, uh, I would like to know what was taking place in that young woman's mind when she said that to me. And did she do a research? Did she? And she's always been a problem, the same young woman, a black female. That's all they use now because they want to thwart these claims of racial discrimination that I brought and I believe uh, um, rightfully so and so it's always a black female everywhere I look the person that's trying to oppose my uh, law license of uh, being moved back to active status a black female everything is a black female because they're purposefully and intentionally I say that it actually exposes the gang stalkers because they're trying to cover up all of these atrocious illegal acts. And so they're putting black females in these key positions to uh, deny me of what's rightfully mine. It it is really telling. It is really uh, offering the truth out in the open. Uh, We're going to put people in these key positions to um, continue to deny uh, your rights. Even Recently, a black female judge here in uh, the second district of South Carolina was put in this chief judge. Hello, 
who ever heard of such a thing except I have a case of medical malpractice case and my brother's case is pending in the second district and so I already knew what was going on I did not celebrate her appointment because I said they, they want to put a black female in every key position so that they won't look racist well that's really exposing who you are it's making you look even more obvious in my mind uh, and so when you try to cover up wrongdoing with these intentional and deliberate acts that makes you even more culpable for criminal uh, prosecution because you're conspiring to do something and to cover it up you're conspiring and 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 there's a meeting of the minds to do something illegal and purposeful and you've already agreed about it that's even more criminal in nature and so it's 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 a forecast of criminality really uh when i look at it so the female at cbs the black female says you can't have your prescriptions here we go again in every instance it's a black person if they can they'll do a black female if if not a black female they'll get a black male but whatever it is they're all black all of a sudden and even my nephew has had numerous cases in the federal court here in South Carolina. Guess who the judges are from Detroit? Black judges from Detroit. And so the scheme is very obvious and they've done nothing but uh, criminality in their decisions. These are blacks. They were purposely put there, appointed by President Obama from Detroit. Is that a message? Someone, judges from Detroit are being appointed over my nephew's cases. And probably if I file a federal court in South Carolina, they're going to be over my cases. And so how obvious is that? But my problem is, where's the Department of Justice with this government gang stalking? We do really need a president that's going to stop these very evil, illegal practices and as much as I see uh, the current Democratic presidential candidates try to say they're all together and they're meshing their positions and so forth, I, I, I believe that there is one, because God is God, there is one that will separate themselves and do their job, do the job and restore this nation. I don't care if it's been 50 years. I don't care if it was, uh, you know, hey, we were brought here in, in chains, in bondage and slavery. And so there may need to be another revolution, another um, turnover, if you will, where these, these evil practices are stopped. The actors involved, the government actors or uh, people with access to the government resources are stopped. And... They're exposed and uh, looked upon for who they really are. And that's what we need here in this country. And that will, I hope, curb the government gang stalking. I mean, who would think that our tax dollars are used for such activities? I posted on my page, uh, Facebook page that... Uh, the FBI uh, spies on more black people than anybody. We're not the ones blowing up bombs here in this country. We're not the ones detonating bombs and 
doing all of these terroristic acts and most of them are uh, Arabic nature or of a foreign foreign eth- ethnicity ethnicity excuse me um, but black people are the ones that are tracked and stalked and spied upon and I am one of them and like I said I am more surprised than anybody because but for my career in legal defense of criminals I mean I was doing my job I don't bring it home I don't take it personal it's not like I invited criminals into my house at any point it's not like I dated any clients of mine that were criminals nothing ever but somehow I find myself uh, targeted targeted and there's a targeting website I'm going to invite everybody to visit targeting.com and it really opened my eyes about targeting in the United States of America and how it's done there's a pattern there's a practice to it Uh, there is a an obvious to me some of the things that have been done to me I said it had to be perfected uh, done so many times it's it's perfected in the way it's done and where it's done and so these are activities that have been going on in our government for a very very long time i'm not the only person and then when i looked at the targeting.com site i was just amazed to find that these activities have and and they consider you a project can you believe that and without your permission without your knowledge and it's sort of like that experiment was going on with the um Uh, syphilis I believe I can't remember the whole all the details how they were experiments in fact they were given placebo drugs and they they thought they were healed and and they were not they just wanted to see what would happen if they weren't And, and they didn't give them their permission to do that and so that's what I feel like I feel like I've been victimized a project is what they call you and they 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 are uh these are government people they're not rogue they're authorized and there's a constant cover-up, cover-up by putting women in positions, black females in position, white females in position, in the Air Force and in government, CIA. These are all cover-up uh, moves to cover up what's really going on uh, with uh, women in this country and blacks in particular. It's a government gangsta stalking cover-up. And when that is the case, it makes it even more criminal when you cover up what you know was wrong. Uh, That's criminal as well. And if it's not, it should be. Uh, But but the patterns then will expose what's really going on. You're trying to cover up this madness uh, by appointing women to these positions all over the place. Now black women, because you want to continue your illegal acts. And I'm saying, no, you're not going to cover it up. They're going to know your patterns. They're going to see you for what you are and expose you and take you out. And people are going to know. Ultimately, decision is up to the public, the taxpayers, those that are looking at our government officials. And they want to decide whether they want to be incidentally um, affected by this, this government gang stalking. Many people have been killed with the mass shootings. Many people have died, my goodness, for nothing, almost for nothing. And so, uh, for nothing, I'm not going to say even almost for nothing, nothing, (laughs) nothing. Uh, So what we need 
uh, is exposure and a changing of the guard and someone that's willing to deal with this program. Uh, this, this, this atroc- the atrocities, certainly more, the more that is known, the more that it is known, certainly the more it is going to be frowned upon. We're not going to elect officials, uh, public officials anymore who uh, continue this practice or at least cover it up or who engage in activities to cover it up. We're not gonna do it. And if I have anything to do uh, with it, I'm not gonna let anyone uh, be ignorant about what's going on. Uh, I even contacted TMZ today to tell them. Um, I understood they were getting flack about comments that uh, they made about President Obama and this cancel culture comment. Well, he was trying to cancel cultures. He was trying to cancel my life and then some other people's life. And yet he's offended by any attempts of uh, somebody to cancel somebody's culture. I mean, it's totally uh, something that's hypocritical. But in any event, I called, uh, I didn't call them. I I sent them a message uh, on social media because many people get attacked uh, by people and they're just saying what they know and they don't even know that their attackers are lying. They're deceiving you. You don't know what their background is. You don't know what they know. But we have to be active and conscientious about what's going on. Once we can, we are, then we can deal with this government gang stalking and hopefully stamp it out, stamp it out totally. Uh, It is a price to be paid. And the price is not easy to pay. But there is a price that, that has to be paid in order to get it done. Well, that is all I have to say for today's podcast this Monday uh, afternoon. You may go to the show page here at Setting the Record Straight with Brenda K. Sanders if you want to review any of my prior podcasts. Also, you uh, wish to contact me, you may contact me at Setting the Record Straight with Brenda K. Sanders at Outlook.com. That's my contact email address. If you have a question, a comment, or any input whatsoever about this podcast or uh, a suggestion about what you think uh, should be going on on this podcast or some more information that you want to join with the information I've already provided here on the podcast, then feel free to do so via that email address. Well, thank you again for listening and tuning in. Talk to you next time.